Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we explore the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. In this, our fifth season, we are looking at Joe Johnston's 2011 film, Captain America, The First Avenger. I'm Andy Nelson from the Next Real Film Podcast. And I'm Pete Wright. Welcome to Cap's most risky decision ever in history. That's right. We are talking about Minute 100, Crossing the Century Mark, which begins with Steve and Peggy finally kissing. And it ends with Steve in the bowels of the Valkyrie. Back on the show, it's Nate Bubba Wheat Withrow. Hello, Nate. No, I'm not kissing you. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, Tommy Lee Jones. You know, you know it's uh, going to be fun when Tommy Lee Jones is getting the quips, too. Um, that's a fun little line that he gets to throw out there. Yeah. Um, I do I do love that moment. And it, it is right after Peggy with her little go get him. Like she just needs to like like the little tap on the chin with her fist, you know? <laughs> yeah. You got this. All right. So uh but this is the big moment. So um how does this uh, do do we like the way that this plays as far as our hero finally getting to kiss Peggy? Like does this feel does it feel earned? Do you buy the relationship? Are we on team uh, uh Steve and Peggy? at this point or or pete dare i say is this a kiss for science <laughs> <laughs> excellent callback andy excellent callback i will say uh, i am now fully 100 percent on team kiss for crush uh they are digging each other and it's fine it is a, a it is a, a earned kiss they've been through a real roller coaster of uh you know loving each other for science and then loving each other for real and uh now i'm i'm finally in it they deserve this they deserve a hell of a lot more but they get this this is what they get this could have been their second kiss they could have had a nice little kiss earlier but no in the hallway yeah. <laughs> uh does this play for you do, do you like this here uh nate yeah, I, I feel like this is a narratively earned kiss as well. I, and, and as much as I, I feel like it, it could have happened in the previous moments, it's narratively wouldn't have worked as well. I mean, this is the emotionally charged moments that this feels like that it's more spontaneous spur of the moment because he knows that he's going off to certain doom. And this is his last chance to, to do anything. And, so, yeah, it feels like this is the right moment, the, the, the only moment for this to happen. And, and, and I think it looks great. And, um, and, and I do have to mention, point out, like, I, I love the, the moment, like, the, at, right afterwards, because it's, it's that moment of him going, like, did that really just happen? And, and I know that there's like, you know, the, the other woman at the USO tour that he was apparently been with, but that one was, that woman was apparently someone he didn't care that much about. This is somebody that actually ha he has deep feelings for. And, and so this is a, a more important kiss than anything else that might have happened before this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm cheering him on. Go get him, Cap. And for the life of me, don't get on that plane through the wheel well. <laughs> well, this is something we know about more nowadays. And he's just really lucky. I mean, he's Captain America. He would have been fine. He could have punched his way through it. But nowadays, you hear these horror stories about people who, you know, try to flee 
you know, foreign countries or whatever, and they hide yeah. in the wheel well of a plane yeah. and die. And it's it's just a horrific, horrific uh, decision that some people have made. And uh, yeah, Steve is just lucky that the Valkyrie was not designed that way. Yeah, it's very rare to have any more. You, you don't find a plane where you can actually climb into the wheel well anymore. And I can tell you this, Andy, because the first time I watched this movie, nay, months ago when we were planning on doing this, I saw this moment and I couldn't get it out of my head. I got on a plane, couldn't let go of the fact that, that people were climbing through wheel wells. So I thought I'm going to do a little research and I'm going to use this as uh, one of my canned anxieties for What's That Smell? The Sometimes Funny Anxiety podcast that I host with our dear friend uh, Tommy Metz. You can find it anywhere finer podcasts are served. And I ended up doing our legendary missing episode because it became so sad, so filled with grief over the horror stories of people being crushed by the the wheels that come up, by the wheels opening up and bodies falling from planes over cities. Like, terrible, terrible things that happen when you try to stow away in a wheel well. Please don't do it. Cap, what are you thinking, man? I mean, I guess I'm glad you're a super soldier, and I sure am glad that the Valkyrie has this fancy entrance through the wheel well, which probably <laughs> should have been rethought. Uh, it's bad news, and it is very, very dark. Don't look up pictures. Yeah, I, I feel like I heard that episode when it was... Is it not available anymore? Well... <laughs> The, I talk about talking about the episode, but the episode itself is a lost episode. We did not release it because I asked, oh, okay. I asked my co-host, I said, okay, so, you know, make it funny now. And he said, <laughs> I can't. Like, there is no yes and to that topic. Yeah. It was terrible. It was a dark. It was terrible. I, well, I, the, the, I don't know why I think that I heard it then. Maybe I just heard you talk about it, but... It is uh, it is a horrific thing, and absolutely, and this is, I'm sure, why you were alluding to going dark in our last episode, yes. being in a very dark place. Yeah, it is a horrific thing. Don't do any digging around on getting into planes through wheel wells, because it only takes you down very tragic roads. It's a horrible, horrible thing. But... Steve makes it. And we should say, before he even does that, there is this little maneuver that he has to do as they drive up under the propeller as uh, luckily he's got his vibranium shield. Um, so it only feels like cotton balls when he gets hit by, <laughs> right. by the propeller. And uh, it, although it does take off, it uh, looks like it knocks the side mirror off of the coupe and, or it hits the, uh, the, the front fender at least. And then, uh, you know, Steve makes his big leap. And, you know, what I love about the way that it's timed is Phillips is watching and he knows what's going on and times it so perfectly that as soon as Steve leaps off the front of the car, he, uh, you know, spins the car around and floors it so that they don't go plummeting off the end of the landing strip. I, I really like the way that that plays, even though in my brain, I'm like, this is the top of the Alps. This thing is covered in so much ice that there's no way that they would be able to stop. Again, it's springtime. Springtime in the Alps. Look at all the lush green below. <laughs> How does what do, you, what do you two think of the way that the the whole resolution with uh, Phillips and and uh, Carter in the coupe plays? I, th I think it's a really great action sequence. And one thing that I did notice is whenever 
uh, Rogers puts the shield on his back, I did notice one extra little hand moment, hand movements that feels like he reaches and grabs like the bottom of the shield. It almost feels like he's trying to do some sort of latch or something, which um, I, I know previously you wondered if it gets held on by magnets. Uh, <laughs> right. But I, I did notice that. So I'm curious if that there, there's like a little latch there towards the bottom that's, uh, that he's messing with. And oh. yeah, he needs both hands to do it too, which is, uh, either he's got really great balance or that's further proof that this is filmed in a stationary car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, movie magic, Andy. Movie magic. Movie magic. No, yeah, I, I, I I like to think that there's a little bit of both. I think there's magnets, and then I think there's also, you know, little grooves for it to kind of slip into, and so it sits nice and snug. Uh, Pete, what do you think of the the resolution with uh, Phillips here? Uh, It's awesome, and I think it's... uh, Sorry, I'm watching the Teenage Mutant Mutant Ninja Turtle moment here, where he goes completely flat. I'm scrubbing (laughs) back and forth and looking for the latch uh, as he turtles uh, under the plane. I actually really like it, and I think uh, it's it's you know beside the fact that he's he's crawling up in the thing. I actually really like the way they do. It's it's a pretty tropey resolution, leaving the car off the edge of the runway cliff. But but it works for me. It works. It's an exhilarating, cartoony kind of way to end it. It feels comic booky, and yet there she is. We've got a, a, a you know a wrap on on Cap and Peggy. Uh, that was the last time they see each other. Yeah, it's it's heartfelt. I like it. Well, you get that moment there as he's on the wheel and he does look back and you know sees yeah. the little dot of the coop down there, and you know that's the one moment where I'm like, okay. I guess if that's the coupe, I can buy that this runway maybe is 540 feet across. Otherwise, I really struggle sometimes when the coupe is approaching. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that coupe point. has to be really big if that plane is 540 feet across. We know the coupe is large, <laughs> but I don't know that it's that large. Exactly. But I do like that moment. And even if they're not looking deep into each other's eyes, the way that they shoot it, you know, you got Cap looking down back at them. And then you've got that great, you know, Jurassic Park moment as as Peggy stands in the back of the coupe precariously hanging over a cliff as she looks up at him. <laughs> Sorry, I, yes. sorry, I had to throw that in there too. Yeah, I know. I, I heard that <laughs> the twist of the shiv. I just can't stop myself. <laughs> That's honestly the one bit that I feel is a little bit too tropey is uh, Peggy Carter just like staring wistfully up into the sky as uh, Steve Rogers goes off to what, from her perspective, is his doom. Yeah, she knows. Well, she doesn't know. She knows he's climbing into a wheel well, and she's done the research. It doesn't ever end well. <laughs> she's gone down those rabbit holes. Why didn't he jump in? I, I don't know what else he would go in through. There's like nothing else. It's only the wheel well. There's nothing else. And the ladder we know is very, very slippery because all those guys fell off a few days ago. <laughs> what he should have done is grabbed one of the flagger parasites and pulled it out and then hopped in through its its hole. Yeah. That's how he should have done Yeah. It. Actually, that that would have been an interesting, as long as we're going to armchair this thing, that would have been an interesting <laughs> thing if he'd found one of those little things, not in the plane, and actually without Peggy or the colonel, just flown out and followed it in yeah, right. the suicide bomb. Blown it in. Mm-hmm. Time for a remake. <laughs> Time for a remake. The other thing that I wanted to point out 
And we see this a couple times uh, through the I, I've noticed it a few times this week. Inevitably, it's happened elsewhere in the film. And I just haven't been paying attention. But when Peggy stands up in the back of the car, it is a beautiful uh, Dutch angle shot that we talked about a lot last season in Thor because Kenneth Brano was dead set on making every other shot. Um, a Dutch angle. And here we got a nice Dutch angle of Peggy as she stands and looks up at Captain America. And it's a great use of a Dutch angle because it doesn't necessarily feel Dutch angle until you look at the, uh, the entrance or the exit for the, for the Valkyrie and you realize just how tipped the camera is. But I do, I, I found it. There was another moment earlier in the week where there was a Dutch angle and I was like, Oh, look, Joe's throwing some Dutch angles in here or there. I don't know if they're nods to Thor, but I like to, you know, I like to see that he is actually playing around with some of that. Yeah. There's a little bit of consistency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting to this point where we're kind of coming to the end of the minute. Um, my only last question that I really have is, do the two of you think that Colonel Phillips kept this coop? <laughs> absolutely (laughs) spoils of war absolutely he did i mean if there's one thing you're going to keep i mean i'd like to think you know what somebody inevitably kept schmidt's employee of the month award (laughs) yeah for sure (laughs) but i would like to think that colonel phillips got the car yeah and i'll bet he keeps I, i think the question is not did he keep the car the question is does he keep the hydra logo on it just as a memory of what he defeated Ooh. or does he like scrape it off with a key paint over it i i think he doesn't keep the well there's so many there there's the hood ornament <laughs> everything is <laughs> emblazoned i think it's got one like on every wheel like in the, in the middle yeah. of the hub. Can't open the hood. It's all over the engine block. <laughs> exactly. I think even the little, I, I have to go back and look now, but when he hits the rocket, we get that little shot of the rocket as he, uh, as he uh, kicks it into high gear in the last minute. I'm trying to remember before that rocket starts up, did we see a, uh, a Hydra logo on it? And yes, we did. There is even a Hydra logo on the center pin of the rocket booster for the car. That's how they, that's dedication. Going on, that's dedication that is, to your we never, branding. You know, there is a movie in here somewhere that is all about Hydra marketing. And it's it's probably more like Severance. <laughs> <laughs> But that's a movie I would show up for is like the story of the Hydra marketing operation, because all we see are soldiers and they all have their blue goo guns and we never see any of the real work, which is the communications team. That's another uh, Marvel special presentation. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Not not quite a one shot, not quite a film or a TV show, but special presentation. Yeah, we can we can put it there. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Wow. Well, toward the end of the week, Nate, we love to ask our guests, what is your favorite or one of your favorite Captain America moments? Do you have something that you can that you can pin from any of the films that you would say is your favorite moment with this character? Well, I, I think I, I I have to go back to the, the 1990 Captain America movie oh, because, nice. I, you know, I started my... <laughs> this may be a first. <laughs> I started my... Um, you know, my blog, Flights, Tights, and Movie Nights, uh, 11 years ago. And, of course, I started with this, um, the Superman movies. I did, you know, the, the four Christopher Reeve, and then I did the Brown, Brandon Routh. And then 
the very next movies that I did was Captain America. And I started with the 1990 Captain America movie, and then I did the first Avenger right after that. And so the 1990 Captain America was really my first experience with Captain America as a character. Like, I think he might have popped up on some of the Marvel cartoons in the 90s, maybe, but I don't remember. Um, but the, the two moments that I just love, and, and I know that they're completely silly, is I, I love him faking sick to steal the car. <laughs> 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 That's just so much fun. And then at the end of the movie, whenever he, he, you know, the, the, the president punches the, the, the villain and saves him. And then he just gives the thumbs up to the president and goes, thanks. <laughs> that you know, is classic. It is a terrible wonder, movie, but there I is a lot to, to ask, love. <laughs> like, how is it possible that those minutes ended up being your favorite, like, Captain America minutes? Like, that has to have colored your impression of this cap. <laughs> the fact that your first experience was that, and then you came to this. I, I almost feel for Cap, not for you. <laughs> And then it wasn't until like a couple years later that I went back to the 70s. That's show, funny. The 70s TV yes. movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're pretty rough, too. There's so much fun stuff, though. That's awesome, though, that you did that. And so you must have... Did you recognize um, um, Reb Taylor? Or is it Reb Taylor? Reb Brown. Uh, when he when he popped up in the film earlier? No, I... I I've completely forgot about that. I, and and again, watching it this time, I, it's that's one of those things where I only notice it if I'm like looking up IMDb trivia, which I actually didn't do this time, which is kind of unusual for me. I'm usually kind of digging on IMDb trivia um, whenever I'm watching a movie, especially one that I've seen before. Yeah, no, it it was fun to see him pop up in in the movie, but yeah, it is one of those things I never would have recognized recognized it um i has matt salinger ever popped up in any of the films i don't think he has has he i, I don't remember if he really did much else after that i, I could be wrong but I, like it's been a long time since i've looked up his career the, the only thing i know is you know he's jd salinger's son well i'm looking at no actually he um he's kept busy through the aughts or no th through the not through the aughts through the teens uh you know most recently he was in the ice road so, I mean, he's somebody who's, uh, that was that Liam Neeson movie. So he's still. The Ice Road with Liam Neeson. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. that was terrible. Yeah, he, he popped that up. Was in that was a straight up terrible movie. So, uh, you know, he's somebody who has definitely been kind of keeping busy popping up and things, but is, uh, is not super, uh, you know, not, not super popular, not super out there. Uh, but neither is, neither is Reb Brown. So it's interesting that Reb Brown is the one. Maybe it's because he was first that they brought him in as a as kind of a surprise character. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why Matt Salinger didn't end up in anything. And then I also I also appreciated how similar the uh, cap uh, transformation scene was from the 1990s movie to the the to this one like that's it's definitely you can see the, the difference in budget but it, they both really follow the same beats yeah yeah it's 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 it is kind of there are those moments that it is kind of fun to kind of see and that those movies are they have their charms so uh you know i mean we did bonus episodes on those uh 
for people if you want to go listen. I think they're uh, member bonus episodes, but they're, we did the 1990 and we did the 1979 TV movie. We haven't done the second TV movie. It's a little harder to find, so we didn't we skipped it. But maybe down the road, we'll return to that one. We shall see. Well, Nate, it has been a thrill having you uh, talk with us all week about these minutes, and we've crossed into the three digits. So thank you so much for joining us all week. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun revisiting this movie, and, and I, I think this was a really great group of minutes that I got. I'm, I'm glad that I got these minutes. A lot of fun stuff to talk about. Action-packed, that is for sure. Um, well, remind everybody one last time where they can track you down out there on the internet. Uh, sure. The, my, um, I still call it my main site, even though I don't do as much writing, is flightstightsandmovienights.com. That's where you can find all my written reviews of superhero movies and uh, my Twitter, where I, you know, I tweet out all the different projects that I do is at Bubba Weeds. And I, I think that's that's the best place to follow me in all my projects. Fantastic. Well, check all that out, everybody. Um, we will be back next week to uh, jump into Minute 101 and beyond. And so with that, Pete, thanks as always. Until then, I take flight like the Valkyrie. (laughs) 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 Until next time, true believers. Marvel Movie Minute is a production of True Story FM. Engineering by Andy Nelson. This season's music is Spread the News by Anthony Vega. And this season's show art is by Winston Yabo. Find the show at truestory.fm. And if your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, consider doing that for this show.